Hello, and welcome to the Television Spotlight on the Comic Book Page podcast. My name is John Mayer. In this episode, we'll be having a spoiler-filled discussion about a television show that we think you'll enjoy. In this episode, I'm joined by my sister, and we're going to have a spoiler-filled discussion on the second season of Arctic Air. This is a show that ran originally up in Canada about, what, 10 years ago? Mm, second season was 2013. 2013. It's available now. If you've got Amazon Prime as part of that, which is a pretty good deal and such. This was a 13-episode season, and it was, I don't know, a little different than the first season in so much as it felt like the flights were a lot more dangerous this time. Well, for me, second season was heavier. Yeah. I felt that the first season was a lighter, brighter season. And some of that was seeing more of the scenery, season one. Yes. But also, like you said, the, the flights were more dangerous. We came into this season having had a major crash at the end of season one. And then jump forward three months, and mm-hmm. we're still dealing with the repercussions of it. But I was, the way that first season ended, I was really expecting us to jump in right, you know, moments later. One of the things that I felt the writing room did not do well for us was to establish how all the people who had been in that crash were at that three-month mark. Well, even Mel, who just hasn't gone back to work, I never got a sense over the course of the season what his health condition was. No, we get a line that his spleen was taken out. Yeah. That's all we get on the health. He clearly has... I mean, I'm not positive PTSD is the right phrase for what you go through after a crash, but... I think it is. He's got PTSD about flying and airplanes both. It takes a good ways into the season before he flies again. Lorraine, Um, it takes until the end of the season. Yeah. But then the other two who were in the airplane, Doc and Caitlin, it's several episodes before we get confirmation they're alive. We get references to that's the first crash you've been in where someone died, but yeah. they, they don't clarify that it was just the pilot from the other airline who had been in charge of the plane. Well, when we died. finally get Doc later and he's going to be a passenger again with Mel, we got a nice scene there, but we went through half the season not knowing if the Doc was alive or not. I think Doc was really well used with calling him Crash and that that ribbing between two old friends. Mm-hmm. And then when Mel is giving him grief about, you know, thought you'd never go up again with Crash, and he spins that so beautifully. It's like I wouldn't fly with anyone but. Yeah. And really makes Mel realize if you hadn't been on that plane, we'd all be dead. And walks him through that flight from his perspective. Yeah. I thought and that was a great scene. It really was. Just, you know, the other pilot wasn't seeing what you were seeing, wasn't reacting the way you were. And some of that is years of experience. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some of that, from the writer's perspective, is that confidence in your own aircraft. Well, but the other thing we never got any payoff from that crash on this season was it was, I think it was the Twin Airs or whatever the other airline is. It was one of the other airlines. That we've talked about a lot. Yeah. And there was never any sense of that airline being sorry, apologetic. It would have been nice if we'd seen like a pilot from that line later on who knew the pilot who died and Mm -hmm. wanted to thank Mel for saving the passengers. Something. Yeah, yeah. 
but we never really kind of closed that loop. And it felt like it was such a short or small, tight community because mm-hmm. there was a line at one point with uh, flight getting kind of dumped onto Arctic air because the other line couldn't take it or whatever. And it's like, well, if we turn them down, what if, you yeah. know, when the shoe's on the other foot kind of a deal. And that's one of the things I like about the community they've established. Yes. We're there for them. They're there for us. Yes, we're competing businesses, but we help each other out. But really, the only business we've seen any insight into is ward trucking again. Yeah, and I don't care for that business. <laughs> Me neither. In a different ward this time, because yes. we kind of killed off Zach Ward last time. It's his nephew this time. But it felt like we talked more about one or two of the other airlines last season, and there were some openings to do that this season. Mm-hmm. And other than when it's needed for a plot point, that didn't happen. So I was a little disappointed with that. I mean, overall, it was a fun season. It was a good season. We were, I feel, getting more invested in these characters. Definitely. But there does seem to be a little bit more of peril of the week. Flight gets sabotaged, or the mechanical breakdown, or there's a bomb on board. Well, okay, we had several things going on in terms of we revisiting the whole... Because I was thinking about this when we had a break between episodes. What do people do for a living up in the Great White North? And really, mining uranium, diamonds, gold... That kind of got not shown, but at least alluded to. These are the people who need Mm -hmm. the supply runs and that kind of stuff. So we went and we had to uh, drive stakes for a gold claim. Got a gold claim, yeah. We had a theft of a diamond mine. Yes. And then it was the flight they didn't want to take for Deerman. Yes. They had to get equipment up there. And that was actually the episode where I was pointing out early on when Deerman's having the meeting at the golf course. And he's like, I need the chiefs on my side. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys in the golf cart gets out. And then later things start going bad for the protesters. Yeah. Not that they're going great for Deerman, but they're going really bad for the protesters. Oh, no, no, hang on. Bad for the protesters. Deerman had three bombs. <laughs> okay. Threatening him. Like I said, not great for Deerman well, either. One with the office that nobody was in. Mm-hmm. One where he had to run out right before it blew up. Mm-hmm. A car that I think they prevented blowing up. They did. And then the the one on the plane. So four. Right. And they were And it was going bad for the protesters. And just saying. They weren't supposed to be on the airplane. But the thing is what I wanted that to have, because they had all this convoluted people are there under fake names infiltrating the protesters to make it look like they're saying the bombs yeah, yeah. and this kind of stuff. I wanted them to have actually been hired by one of the guys out of the golf cart because all of those bombs were supposed to go off as you say when no one was there no one was supposed to get hurt and it's kind of the if Deerman says he can throw money at the problem then we don't care if we blow up his equipment he can throw money at it yeah yeah and i wanted it to be that beautifully ironic Deerman actually accidentally hired people to blow up his own equipment without realizing it that would have been funny they've done a good use of Deerman this season He's a recurring, not a regular, but he was there for quite a few episodes in terms of the the boxing match one, mm-hmm. the trip to Calgary with the uh, the hangar space there, mm-hmm. and he seems to have all these subsidiaries behind other names and stuff like that. So I, I really like the the way the Calgary one ended up because it's definitely setting up his next interaction with Bobby. Yes, yeah, and there was a certain turnabout's fair play. Although I think what Bobby did to to Deerman there 
in a karmic sense, was what led to what uh, Tommy did to Bobby at the end. Not direct cause effect. Yeah, but, yeah. But like you say, karma. Yeah. So there was some... They, they set Tommy up in terms of we had lines of dialogue of there's someone at Arctic Air. Yes. Reporting back to ward trucking and a few w- things like that. When it turned out Tommy was, was kind of the inside man, that wasn't too surprising. The fact that he basically got away with it. Yes. Was interesting. And I'm curious what made Tommy essentially turn on Bobby. I think Tommy's out for Tommy. Tommy knew Bruce Ward would believe Bobby was the bad guy. And Tommy is out for Tommy. Tommy's out for Tommy, certainly. But there was no, Tommy didn't have to set Ward after Bobby. But who else was there to set him after? I didn't see when he got shot. I was elsewhere kind of just as easily. But they, they had to have been talking about it when they talked to the police. He basically could have said, I don't know, versus Bobby did it. Yeah. So uh, there's a plot line with Tommy that I think needs to get resolved next season. I really hope so, yes. And I think some of that involves some backstory as to why was he the one who kind of infiltrated Arctic Air, mm-hmm. what's going on with him and stuff, and how does that pay off? In terms of the behind the scenes, whether it be writing room, whatever else, things that I'm curious about, Haley and Kirby made it to their one year anniversary. And, she and then w- Haley walked and never seen again. And then suddenly Kirby's saying, I am most decidedly single. Like the divorce magically happened. I, I, yeah, I, I was expecting something to pay off on that and it didn't. Because there was even some stuff where before that happened, Kirby was kind of flirting with the new mechanic. mechanic. Yeah. Emma Lahana, I think it is, who was a yellow Dino Thunder Power Ranger. And but Cease? She, she's been in Haven. She's been in a number of other yeah. shows. So she's done quite a bit. And Cease gave her a talking to. Oh, yeah. Cease was very much a don't go breaking up a marriage. And she's like, wasn't planning to. Didn't know that was going on. Thanks. Kind of mm-hmm. a deal. And there was some, some definite back and forth between her and Cease. But then in these last couple of episodes, I think they got to a point where there was enough other things going on that really both Cease and the mechanic vanished. She, she vanishes. Yeah. Yeah. Caitlin had been staying with Bobby's sister, mm-hmm. and now suddenly she's staying with Laureen. Yeah, there were a couple of things where I think, yeah, some of the the, the two young couples, or not couples, but uh, Caitlin and the brother. Um, oh, Nelson. Nelson, thank you. I was blanking on the name. And then Kirby and- Haley. Haley. It's easy to kind of, for me, confuse those two. I think they shouldn't have set both pairs up, because which one was- Staying with the aunt versus staying because Nelson's sister Caitlin was staying with Bobby's sister, who was Haley's mother. Yeah, and that's where it gets confusing and such because now she's staying with Lorraine, and it's mm-hmm. like, when did that happen? Yeah, and they may have mentioned that that was something after the crash or something like that, but it's it's unclear to me because that doesn't make sense because she seemed to be there all the time during the campaigning mm-hmm. or the the protesting. I don't know if the writer room got confused, if I got confused, or if they just kind of shifted something without really making a big deal of it. And that's what happened to me. Yeah, yeah. Some of the stuff that went on with the protesting was interesting. I think one of the lines that they just snuck right in there, they probably went by a lot of people, was don't put any profanity on the signs. We want to be on the news. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, just a... I mean, that's a great bit of realism when you think about it. And something that until they actually said it, one, I never thought about it. Oh, yeah. But two, if you wanted to either shut down a protest or get them off the news, 
somebody just gave you a so, great idea. A, a couple of years back, and I don't want to give yeah. names, I was listening to the radio as I was driving home from work. And they were doing one of those, this company is going to match ah. what the, the donations are that evening or whatever it is. And they would come back after the songs or whatever. It's like, okay, here's where we're at. Let me tell you a little about the company. Here's what we're doing, that kind of a thing. And it got to where that person said something that could be considered profane. And they go to a song, they come back. Guy is no longer on the air, but they don't make, they don't mention that. Well, it's fine because there are so many words that when we were kids were absolutely profane. It's it's a sliding scale over time. It's loosened up, mm-hmm. but FCC regulations are FCC regulations. Exactly. And when it was one of those things of, are we going to hit this mile marker? Are we going to hit this mile marker? And then poof. Yeah. It was, yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realize how I almost want to say antiquated compared to current use of words. FCC regulations still are. Well, FCC regulations, iTunes has rules on what you can and can't say in a podcast without an explicit tag, mm-hmm. you know, and definitely I've heard from a lot of people, my views on that are antiquated. It's like, I just don't want to offend anybody. Well, it's, for me, it's a combination of don't want to offend and don't want to cross that line because once you're tagged as explicit, especially with a podcast, they're not going to go episode by episode. I think you can. I don't, actually, I don't know, but th- in this particular case, the point was, if you've got profanity on your protest signs, mm-hmm. you're basically preventing them from being seen on the news. And if what you're going after is visibility, yeah, or in the podcast uh, cast, uh, being heard, yeah, you're, you're cutting your audience down. But that's why the opposite occurred to me. If you're aware a protest is taking place, that they want to get on the news, and you don't want them seen on the news. Yes, you could basically infiltrate and- Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. So- Yeah. I mean, there were aspects of this season, the wildfire episode that started with with rescuing the family from the fire. That one was kind of interesting because we got to see two of the pilots flying one of those planes that dumps the water and such. Only time they ever seemed to do that. And I'm like, whose plane was it? What was going on with that? Kind of interesting, kind of weird. The Arctic Air basically sacrifices a plane. There was never any mention later of Mel mentioned it in the episode, but in later episodes, there was no repercussions. The cost mm-hmm. of it, the inconvenience, were down a plane, all those sorts of things. Yeah. If there was another episode, if it was after, it certainly wasn't tied to we're doing this because we're down a plane, but they'd gotten a line on another DC-3 to go by. Yeah. And almost closed that deal, but wound up getting a different one, a better one. But even then, when they- Was that this season or first season? I thought that was this season. I'd have to check. Interesting. Yeah, keep going. Maybe I'm blurring the two together. But whichever season it was, they never seemed to make a big deal of it when they got it up there and added it to the fleet and all that kind of a deal. Yeah, very true. So there's there's some aspects where the show is a little more episodic than I feel it should be, yet there are definitely character arcs and other things that play out. The themes of family that run through this, I love. Yeah, but- in the last episode of the season, I was expecting to see Petra and or Connor. Mm-hmm. They were mentioned a little, but I felt there should have been closing of that loop. Because, yeah. I mean, that really impacted Krista's character and where she ends the season. Well, Connor was used in a lot of ways to help Krista understand her own childhood. Mm-hmm. Krista reconnected in her mother's eyes, with her mother. The the episode with Krista's mother was interesting because 
I had kind of come to my own conclusion that Krista's mother must have died many, many years ago because Mel was back finally doing some dating and stuff like that. Didn't seem bitter about women. I mean, no more than his usual grumpiness. Yes. And then to find out all the stuff, one, the mother was still alive and all the stuff she'd pulled over the years. And how much she has in common with Astrid. Astrid can be a little harsh at times, but Astrid has a good heart. Krista's mother, not so much. It, very, very self-centered. Agreed. Agreed. But the the wanting to travel, the wanting to not get stuck in Yellowknife. I mean, it put a new perspective on the Dev-Astrid relationship. Astrid wants to be a pilot. That is her primary goal and yes. doesn't want anything to get in the way of it. Krista's mom wants to do whatever she wants to do at the moment. Yes, and nothing will pin her down or hold her back. But she also doesn't have any particular goals. And she she has no interest in sharing it with Krista. Nope. I had this amazing opportunity. You didn't want me to give it up to spend time with you. Mm-hmm. And it was funny because that episode could have spun a little on the relationship between Krista and Mel, but it really didn't, even though it deepened Krista's appreciation for Mel. Yeah. And it was one of those things that, for Mel, it was all kind of kind of water under the bridge, although he was supposed to be out of town when Krista's mom showed up. He, that wound up being a miscommunication. He drives up, just about runs into her, literally. He didn't want to see Krista get hurt again. Yeah. And the way all of that played out, I think they did a good reveal of information and such in that mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. So there are times where the writing on this is really good. Well, and it also helped within the one episode for Krista to realize what she was prioritizing. How? Why? Yes. Well, she had wanted Bobby to stay versus going to a spelling competition for Connor. But at the end of it, it's like, nope, you did the right thing. It's all about the kid. Yeah. And I was expecting that to play into their relationship a little bit more of Bobby's trying to be there for his son. Although at times the son is pretty harsh Yes. to Bobby. But over the course of that episode, that smooths over and such. But I was expecting there to be more of how does Krista fit in with Petra, Connor, Bobby? How does that all play out? They made no effort to fit the four of them together. The closest they did was trying to get Krista and Connor to fit together. I think in a lot of other shows, we would have seen the four of them together at least once, and we would have had one episode in which Bobby takes Connor flying or something, and they have their little adventure. And Krista has to take Petra somewhere, and they have their adventure. Yes, yes. And they have a a coming to terms or something. And we definitely would have had an episode where Petra's telling Krista I'm his mother. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There would have been, yes, you can help out, but there are lines. Mm Mm-hmm. There there are some opportunities that they had they didn't take advantage of. And there are a couple of times where I felt, particularly when certain characters just vanish at times, that they almost had a little too much going on. Yes. We spent more time with Nelson this season than I was expecting. Agreed. I mean, his plotline played out in fascinating ways for me. It did up until that last shot of him. Yes. And I would have liked some clarity on what I saw. You know, though, as I tease you often, a contract negotiations are rough. Yes, it's like the end of almost every season of Smallville, where everybody's in mortal peril, uh-huh. depending who signs the contract when. Yeah. And in this case, I actually lean towards, I think the writers needed time to decide. If Nelson comes back, they need to address what we saw. Yes. 
because yeah, they can't just up. Oh, he's back, and that's and, it, and, and that's all we get. And if it was part of Mel and Bobby's plan, I think Mel and this is another one. The, the writers say a character has a plan; they've got to have a plan. I did not get a firm sense of one here. There were times where it's like, okay, Mel sent Bobby to go talk to Bruce Ward. Ward. Bruce Ward, thank you, blanking on the name, to see what's moving on that and move things in a certain direction because he's got a suspicion. And I was thinking that Bobby and Mel were suspicious of Tommy, but that never seemed to come to pass. So I'm making certain assumptions based on they've got a plan, just trust us, and it never materializes. Yeah. I think that the writing team does good on character dynamics, mm-hmm. character interactions, but they fall down a little on some of the plotting and what some of the stakes are and some of the, the, the payoff on the nefarious shenanigans going on. Yeah. The bombing was a little overstated. The bit with the polar bear, some of that was a little far-fetched in terms of, oh, they've got to be locked in the room. This has to happen. So, you know. Yeah. I, I think there are times they're out of their element. The rock and roll singer episode. Which was the actress who plays Nora on Flash. So mm-hmm. again, some familiar faces. And that was one of, we've got to reassert that Bobby's a player. Mm-hmm. And there were some of those things where the they're on the plane, they shouldn't have been on at the time because somebody sabotaged it, yet there was no repercussions of the sabotage, although that character was never seen again. They never closed the loop on that. Yeah. I mean, there was there was some unevenness in some of the writing. Some of it was really good, some of it was come on. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't pay enough attention to who was writing which episodes to know if like the rock and roll one was more of a somebody who's just a regular procedural writer came in and did an episode and it just didn't quite hang together and they haven't used them since or, or, or if it was a regular. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Because that was, it had some interesting moments, but that was not one of their better episodes. Well, and there was no real repercussions of Krista keeping Connor for two or three days with both Bobby and Petra out of town. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and again, it felt like first season, more of the peril was, these are old rickety planes. Yes. This time, there was a lot more gunplay happening. hmm And a little bit more peril of just, we're out in the freezing weather sort of deal. I mean, as much as there was drug dealing, and there was, in that sense, criminal activity, season one, here we've got the, the diamond mine heist and the felon who spent yeah. 25 years on the run, 20 yeah. years on the run. The marshal who... Well, the the firefight in the final episode. Yes. It's not that there wasn't guns in the first season, but it felt like this was almost the Old West at this point. Well, the the hunting out on the frontier episode where Nelson thinks he's taking two hunters for caribou and they're hunting him. And it's funny, if it had just been their guns because they were hunting, it was all happening off panel, off screen or whatever, that's fine. But again, now we've got this showdown at the OK Corral almost. Yeah. So there are times where I, I feel they were losing their way a little bit. It was still a very good season, very enjoyable. It was just heavier. It was heavier and it was it, it didn't feel as true to what they had set up for season as I felt it could have. Yeah. I mean, I still, I love the lightheartedness that Dev brings. Great character. I love the interaction between him and Astrid. I thought the house hunting stuff was interesting up until the, here's what happened at the house. It's like, where did that come yeah, from? Yeah, really, that, no, that didn't work for me. I mean, the taking advantage or advantage of foreigners not knowing the actual history of the house. Up till that point, they were working with me. But uh, 
different actual history would have played better for me. Yeah, yeah. I thought the bit with the dog in the treating, referring to the dog the way you would your imaginary future children. Yes. That was hilarious. Well, there's an innocence with Dev that is fun to watch. Yes. There's a wholesomeness to that character, to almost a caricature aspect at times. But Dev has hope. Mm-hmm. And he's a good person. Yeah. And not the butt of jokes and, and things like that. He genuinely seems to have friends mm-hmm. in, in the cast and, and of characters and such. So I, I like that. There are a few times he does seem a little over the top, but it plays. Yeah. So I think they're doing a good job there. And I attribute the it plays to the actor, Stephen Lobo. Certainly, I think that's some of it, but I think also the people he's playing opposite. Yeah. When he's getting the, I'm going to tell her how I feel, and gets the response of, yeah, but if she's not into you, cut it cut it clean, mm-hmm. and just be done with it kind of a thing, gave insight into both of those characters. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, Blake, yeah. Yeah. So I think the, the scenes with Blake and Dev are, are very interesting because- Blake's, I don't want to say playing the the elder brother sort of a deal, but the more experienced, worldly person trying to give some some gentle advice and such. Mm-hmm. So, again, I'm enjoying the show. I felt, you know, when one of the, the episode titles was Dangerous Cargo, and I'm like, two episodes back, we had a bomb on the plane. How much more da- dangerous could it be? Yeah, well. It turns out danger was the cargo, just not on the plane. It's like, okay. You know, so it's a fun show. They're doing some interesting stuff. There were a few times I felt it got almost, I don't want to say cliche procedural, Mm. but story elements from those kinds of episodes in a way that didn't really fit the world they've set up here as being a little more realistic. Yeah. So overall, I enjoyed the, you know, one or two additional cast members we got. Mm -hmm. Again, some familiar guest star faces and stuff like that was nice. Petra, who recurs, is Lexa Doig, who was in the Aurora Tea Garden movies. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the passenger on oh, one yeah. of their flights. One of the f- was two, Arthur. Two of the guest stars. One was Arthur, who was the ex-boyfriend of Aurora Tea Garden, mm-hmm. and the detective in all the movies. They're almost all the, the lead movies. detective in there. And then that character's wife in the Aurora Tea Garden stuff. She's in the Diamond Heist episode and such. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple. Where it's like that face is familiar. Oh yeah, that's who that is. Yeah. Chief for the captain from uh, Flash. Yes. Uh, Patrick. I can't pronounce his last name. Yeah, but uh, he's in there. and He was in there in the uh, Calgary episode is is essentially a gangster thug. Yeah. It was one of those, I recognize him. He's played a cop somewhere and, Mm -hmm. you know. I mean, just picking out the familiar faces in either unfamiliar roles or just really nailing the roles they have here. Yeah. Is a lot of fun. Yeah, and again- Give it a decade difference from where you see them elsewhere, or again, take them out of context that you're familiar with, and it's it's fun to see them doing some different stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm enjoying it. I'm curious where it picks up on a third season. Me too. I know it only has that third season, yeah. so I hope it gets to a point of ending in a nice spot. Me too. And I love the scenery. Yeah, scenery's great. I think they had a few more shows this episode or this season where they were exploring it a bit more. Mm-hmm. Definitely. When they had to go find Connor and stuff, and he was out in the ice and stuff like that. Yes. There was a, okay, that's when he falls through right as they see him. You know, it's like, okay, cliche, but it was it was well shot. It really was. So I'm enjoying how they're taking advantage of the unique scenery and setting they've got. 
I'm hoping we get some more of that third season. Yeah, me too. Anything else? I think that does it. Cool. The show notes and forum for this podcast can be found at www.comicbookpage.com under the podcast and forum sections of the website. Please email us at theguys at comicbookpage.com and let us know what you think of what was discussed in this episode. Thanks for listening.